0: Hello and welcome to The Top Story, a podcast with the headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Zhu Tianlu, coming up in this edition. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says Israeli forces have encircled the House of Hamas leader Yahya Sinwar. The head of the United Nations has invoked Article 99 of the UN Charter for the first time in decades to press the Security Council to address the urgency of a ceasefire in Gaza. And a team of 200 international scientists has released a report saying many of the gravest threats to humanity are drawing closer as carbon pollution heats the planet. We start with the latest developments of the Palestine-Israel conflict. The Israel Defense Forces says it has encircled the city Kanyunis in southern Gaza as fierce ground combat continues. According to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the nation's military has encircled the house of top Hamas leader Yahya Sinwar. The Israeli military also says it is still operating in the north, finding a cache of weapons near a school complex. Sarah Coates reports from Tel Aviv.
1: We have heard from the IDF over the last few hours, it says... They've killed at least four senior Hamas commanders, also destroying around 250 Hamas targets. Like from the spokesperson, the uh, government spokesperson, Elon Levy, he said that the army believes that uh, Hamas's Khan Yunus battalion was actually one of the key battalions responsible for those October 7 atrocities in southern Israel. And this is why that area is just being so heavily targeted. Now, we've also heard from the military that it is still operating in the north of Gaza. Uh, The military releasing pictures of what it says is a weapons storage facility, which was near a school and also a mosque. The military says it had rocket launchers, rockets, of course, sniper rifles, and other explosive devices hidden in it. Now, the military's also given an update on the number of hostages that are still being held inside the Gaza Strip. That's gone up over the last day from 137 to 138, with the IDF pleading with the international community to step in and do something to get these people back.
0: That was Sarah Coates in Tel Aviv. More on the Israel-Palestine conflict. The Secretary-General of the United Nations is urging the Security Council to call for a humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza by invoking Article 99 of the UN Charter. Antonio Guterres says the need is urgent given the scale of the loss of human life in Gaza and Israel. Jody Jacobs reports from the United Nations.
2: This is the first time that Antonio Guterres has evoked Article 99 of the UN Charter since becoming Secretary-General in 2017. Article 99 states that the Secretary-General may bring to the attention of the Security Council any matter which, in his opinion, may threaten the maintenance of international peace and security. In the letter addressed to the President of the Security Council, Guterres says we are facing a severe risk of collapse of the humanitarian system. I reiterate my appeal for a humanitarian ceasefire. This is urgent. The capacity of the UN has been decimated. UNWA colleagues have been killed. We are simply unable to reach those in need inside Gaza. The healthcare system in Gaza is collapsing. During the midday briefing at the United Nations on Wednesday, the spokesperson for the Secretary General reiterated the need for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. Our friends at the World Food Programme in a statement have said that the renewed fighting in Gaza makes a
0: distribution of aid almost impossible and endangers the lives of humanitarian workers. Only a lasting peace can end the suffering and avert a looming humanitarian crisis. We're getting to a point of near paralysis of our humanitarian operations in a place where 15,000 people have reportedly already uh, died, where 130 of our colleagues have died. Um, He does not use the word catastrophe lightly, um, and we very much hope uh, that the Security Council will take his, uh, his call to heed
2: invoking Article 99 is a powerful move, according to the UN Secretariat, and represents a harder push for a humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. This move by the Secretary General will push the Council to call for another meeting on the conflict between Hamas and Israel. And while the Secretary General has little formal authority, his words do have influence.
0: Jody Jacobs in New York. In Europe, Ukraine has reported more than 80 clashes between its army and Russian troops. The Russian Defense Ministry says it launched multiple attacks on Ukrainian military targets such as drone command posts, weapons and ammunition storehouses and oil depots. Meanwhile, President Volodymyr Zelensky's chief of staff has said Ukraine may lose its fight against Russia without U.S. aid. Megumi Lim in Kiev has more.
3: Russia launched 48 uh, attack drones against Ru- uh, Ukraine overnight. And uh, the Ukrainian Air Force said that it shot down 41 out of the 48. And Russia, although has uh, frequently been using these Iranian-made Shahed drones, these uh, use of attack drones have increased more and more recently. They are cheaper. And also the ability to launch dozens of them all at once uh, helps Russia to determine the weak spots in Ukraine's air defense systems. And these attacks overnight came ahead of Ukraine's Armed Forces Day, which is today where Ukrainians celebrate and honour uh, their soldiers and those who have fallen in the war. And President Zelensky this morning uh, published an early morning video address where he walked from his office uh, to the Wall of Remembrance and issued a message of uh, gratitude to the soldiers and said that it has been difficult indeed on the battlefield, but we will uh, win against all odds. And uh, this message also comes ahead of the presidential office, Andre Mark's visit to Washington as he is trying to shore up more support from the United States to get more funding from the U.S. Congress as it has struggled uh, to pass more uh, funding for Ukraine in recent months. President Zelensky also attended virtually uh, and G7 countries uh, basically want to send a strong signal of support for Ukraine that it continues to stand with Ukraine, especially amid uh, concerns that global attention may have shifted away from Ukraine ever since the conflict between Israel and, and Hamas erupted on October uh, 7th. Uh, G7 countries uh, are trying to limit uh, Russia from earning uh, revenues from its trade in metals and diamonds, especially diamonds. Russia is a, 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 the world's biggest exporter of rough diamonds. And also uh, to try to implement more strongly the price cap on Russian oil, which has uh, weakened in, in, in recent months. And for example, the United States ha- just recently announced that it will impose sanctions on those who violate this price cap. So basically, the discussions focus on how to continue to try to cripple Russia's ability test. And just last week, Putin signed a new budget into law uh, saying that uh, the one-third of the country's spending uh, will be spent on a national defense. So this is a huge concern for Ukraine.
0: That was Magumi Lim on the Russia-Ukraine conflict. In Africa, 69 people are now known to have died in the Maniara region of Tanzania due to flash floods and mudslides. The Prime Minister's office says out of the 116 people who were injured, 45 are still in hospital. Nearly 300 people are now camping in schools, serving as relief centres in the area. Daniel Kijo has the latest from Katish.
4: Zaituni thought she was having a nightmare. When the door of a house burst open and hot mud and debris poured in. Heavy rains had pounded her home in Manyara region in northern Tanzania. She and her husband narrowly escaped death, but they could only watch helplessly as their house and everything they own get swept away.
5: All my neighbors were swept away. In fact, some dead bodies were on my back. I struggled for my life. When they were saving me, I saw a dead body also being pulled out. I'm just thanking God I am alive. My body has been battered by logs and stones. Under this dress, my clothes are sticking to my skin due to my bloody injuries.
4: According to government reports, the floods and landslides have affected 1,150 households and has displaced 5,600 people. Dozens of people here are unsure about their fate with livelihoods lost and homes destroyed. Government officials have come to show moral support and help distribute relief supplies. Rescue teams and the Red Cross are offering assistance to those affected while the military is working to restore infrastructure damaged by the floods.
0: Family. There are about 205 families at this centre. We will continue to make sure they eat, get water and medical attention.
4: President Samia Sulu-Hassan has cut short a trip at the UN Climate Summit COP28 that's going on in Dubai. She's expected to visit Katesh Township on Thursday.
0: That was Daniel Kijo reporting. Finally, on the COP28 climate conference, on Wednesday, a team of 200 international scientists released the Global Tipping Point report. It says many of the gravest threats to humanity are drawing closer as carbon pollution heats the planet. Radhika Burgech has more from Dubai.
5: The impact of the global tipping point report is being uh, felt very strongly here in COP28, given that it comes on a day when the European uh, Climate Agency has also said uh, and has confirmed rather that 2023 will be the hottest year that this planet has ever seen. Uh, The European Climate Agency says that November was the sixth consecutive month where uh, average uh, temperatures uh, records were broken and that there were also two days in the month which were warmer by 2 degrees Celsius than uh, pre-industrial levels and that not one such day had ever been recorded before. On to the report, it carries a lot of weight. It has been produced by over 200 uh, international scientists and they say that uh, the world is uh, going to see 5 tipping points uh, which will have catastrophic impact on the environment and on our planet. Uh, The tipping points at risk include the collapse of big ice sheets in Greenland and the West Antarctic, the widespread thawing of permafrost, the death of coral reefs in warmer waters and the collapse of one oceanic current in the North Atlantic. And in terms of uh, the recommendation uh, that the report gives, the first one of course is a complete phase out of all fossil fuels by 2050 and uh, it also says that uh, worldwide ecological restoration is also needed and that countries should reassess their highest possible ambitions accordingly, particularly well the high-emitting nations the second recommendation has to do with the strengthening adaptation and loss and damage governance the report says uh, that the impact of the tipping points will be felt the most by the most vulnerable nations and uh, communities and there will be knockoff impacts on uh, global inequality stability of the world economy as well as geopolitics and to tie in those recommendations with what happened on ground uh, on Wednesday at COP 28 the UN climate chief uh, Simon style holding a press conference where he said uh, that uh, uh, countries should uh, prevent uh, point scoring during negotiations. He said that there are uh, many options uh, that are on the table right now which speak of uh, the phasing out of uh, Fossil fuels, it is for parties to unpick that but come up with very clear statements that signal a terminal decline of the fossil fuel era as we know it. So the commentary uh, is of course leaning towards a stronger language around the phasing out of fossil fuels but of course uh, there will be parties that will be opposed to that but the needle uh, may be ticking towards sharp language uh, of phasing out of fossil fuels.
0: That was Radhika Burjic on the UN Climate Conference. Recapping today's headlines, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says Israeli forces have encircled the House of Hamas leader Yahya Sinwar. The head of the United Nations has invoked Article 99 of the UN Charter for the first time in decades to press the Security Council to address the urgency of a ceasefire in Gaza. And a team of 200 international scientists has released a report saying many of the gravest threats to humanity are drawing closer as carbon pollution heats the planet. That's it for this edition of The Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Zhu Tianlu. Thank you for listening.